This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious, mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And I pray everyone is doing well. I do not have the words to express the working and the moving of the Spirit of God that visited us in our meeting in Alabama that last uh, full week of August from August 19th through the 25th. Seems like every day the Word just came and revealed itself and God moved and touched lives and healed and delivered and changed people. And we had a man that came uh, Sunday, August 25th. Matter of fact, that's the first time that I had seen him since he was in our uh, tent revival. We had a tent revival in Collinsville, Alabama. And all I can tell you, it was in uh, sometime late summer, early fall that I remember of August 2010. And I hadn't seen the man since that time. We had a man attending our church. Uh, he was good friends with. And, uh, I think he said they met in Sunday school was his testimony. Uh, and his testimony is on uh, our website. And it's under the World Revivals heading. And it is in the uh, August 25th service uh, that I ministered. And he said that he came to the meeting that night, the last night of the meeting, and that he already had back surgery scheduled. He's a mechanic, and he had back surgery scheduled, and he was having so much trouble with his back. He didn't say what they were planning to do, but I prayed the prayer of faith for him that night. The Spirit of God went through him and healed him. And he gave the testimony at our church during this meeting that he's had no trouble whatsoever with his back from that day to this. And that is a mighty act of God. Any of you that's had back trouble, you know how much pain and discomfort that that will put you in. But also his wife sent a letter asking that we pray for her since she had congestive heart failure and there was a lady there in the meeting. Matter of fact, it is the pastor's wife there in Fort Payne, Alabama, Sister Patty Harris. She had been having trouble with her heart. And I'm talking about someone in their uh, 40s. I'm not talking about somebody 85 or 90. But she'd been having pains in her chest. And she even gave the testimony that she had ministered one night there at the church and God had used her. And she had went home and passed out on the floor of her kitchen. And she came up for prayer. I just felt led to call for prayer. And a couple of people came up. And she came up and she said, when I prayed for her, it was like she felt a hand come and reach inside her chest and begin to massage her heart. And I believe that's what the Lord showed me when I prayed for her. And she said, from that night, on through the meeting, said she was having those chest pains, but they left. They never came back, and God healed her. She turned to that man that was there testifying about his wife's condition and told him, said, you believe God. I believe that the Lord is going to move and do what he said he would do for your wife. So we had a great time. The Lord, like I said, many miracles to confirm the word. 
and such a great working of the Spirit of God. It fell on uh, the gifts of the gifts of God worked in several different individuals, and we believe in a body ministry. And I encourage a body ministry because God is setting this thing up to go worldwide. That's what people don't understand. This move of God that is being laid right now and the foundation is being laid and everything's being put into place is a move of God that's going to all is going to go into all the world. Jesus said it was the Bible says it is. You know, Joel prophesied that in the last days it will come to pass, saith God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He didn't say he would pour it out upon a few here and a few there. He said, there's coming a day I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. And that's what the Lord, you know, really put in my heart back in April. I was asking the Lord why he hadn't moved. And he said he was laying a foundation to bring the body of Christ together all over the world. And you're talking about over 7 billion people on the face of this earth. And God is putting things in place to bring a body together that when he pours out of his spirit, this thing is going to go. This thing is going to be set in order. It's going to be set according to God's divine plan. All the prophecies that have been spoken down through the generations have been spoken by the prophets of old is bringing in this restoration and getting ready to send this move of God throughout the ends of the earth. You know, the Lord spoke in his word in Acts 3 and 21 that he had spoken by the mouths of all the holy prophets since the beginning of time or since the beginning of the earth that there would be a restitution of all things. He said he's spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets. I believe it said since the world began of a restitution of all things. And I am looking forward to what God is doing. I am believing God for his word and his spirit to go throughout the earth. I'm looking at scripture up now in Acts 3, and I'm pretty sure it's verse 21. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution or the years of restoring of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So this is not something being done in a corner. This is not something that's just popping up and going to happen. But God has spoken of this move since the world began of a restitution, a restoring man, a reconciling man back to the place that God created him in the beginning. We are not, if all you're looking for is to get saved and go to heaven, then uh, you've got your expectations mighty low. I'm not looking just to die and go to heaven. I am looking to be reconciled and restored back to the Father. I am looking to be an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. Joint means equal. That means I'm coming into the same inheritance that my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, came into, being reconciled, being restored back to that place where God created man. Jesus came in the ministry of reconciliation. He came uh, to bring man back to that place where God created him like he did Adam. 
to uh, create him in that image of God. And that image of God he created him was a power and an authority over all the works of his hands on that earth. And it was put in man and mixed with humanity. That's what the Lord told me on February the 16th, 2013. He told me that the Holy Ghost that he was sending back in these last days would be the full resurrected power of Christ mixed with the humanity of man. I didn't say carnality. You know, I'm not uh, just out here preaching a word to excite you. I am preaching a word to inform you and cause you to want to study the Word of God, to cause you to do what the Scripture says, to study, to show thyself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, learning to rightly divide, and rightly dividing the Word and the truth. You've got to know your truth. You've got to know the Word, and you've got to be able by the Spirit of God to understand the path that God has placed in the earth. And we are coming forth in a time that God has said that He was going to pour out of His Spirit upon all flesh. So we need to get ourselves ready for the working of the Holy Ghost, the moving of the Spirit of God, the great visitation of what God is doing in the earth. There is a great visitation of God's Spirit, but we have got to be ready, children. He's not going to put this new wine in old bottles. He's not going to pour this wine out and waste it. Therefore, he is striving to change people, to get them ready, to get them flexible, to be yielded to the working of his Spirit that he is bringing forth now. So many people are stuck in an old order. So many people do not want to let God change them or bring them to the place that he can work in them and work through them and live and move in them the way he is desiring. And God has been telling us for several years now out of Isaiah 43 and 18 to not consider the former things, not remember the things of old. He said, for behold, I do a new thing. I am expecting God to do something brand new. After nearly 40-something years of preaching, the apostle Paul made this statement in 1 Corinthians 2, and I believe it's verse 9, for I have not seen, neither hath ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him and the the scripture says for them that wait upon him there is a people now that is waiting upon the working and the revealing and the manifestation of God's spirit and word to break forth in the earth matter of fact I believe it's Romans the 8th chapter and I may not get the quotation right exactly but it says the whole creature or creation moaneth and I believe it said it groaneth and travaileth together until now waiting for the manifestation or the revealing or the coming forth of the sons of God. There is a generation that will walk as he walked, that will be not only as he was, but as he is bringing forth a revealing of the Christ, not just the man Jesus, but the man Christ Jesus. He is 
God in the flesh. He is the fullness of the Father revealed. He's the fullness of the Godhead. It now dwells bodily in Christ Jesus. That's according to the Word. It now dwells in Him. The fullness of the Godhead. It pleased the Father that in Him should all the fullness of God dwell. That's in Colossians 1 and and. Two. I'm not sure of the verse, but you read uh, Colossians, the first chapter, starting about verse uh, 14, and you go on over into Colossians 2, maybe the ninth or 10th verse, somewhere in there, and it tells you what God done. It tells you that he was a vessel made ready, that he was conditioned and prepared. Uh, and upon his resurrection, the fullness uh, of God entered into him. He said it in Matthew 28 and 19, uh, that behold, all power in heaven and earth, now it dwells in him. It still dwells in him today. The, the the fullness of the Godhead dwells right there in that body of the man, Christ Jesus. You can't separate it. You can't do nothing with it. In First John 5 and 7, it said, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Spirit, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. You can't separate them. They're not three different entities. They are one entity. They create one image, and that image uh, is the brightness of his person, is the express image of the invisible God, uh, and that is what Jesus brought forth when he walked this earth. He gave us a, uh, a, a, a insight to the Father. That's the reason in John 14, he told him, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. What was he saying? When you hear me preach, when you see the demonstration, when you see the works that are happening, he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father revealed in my mortal flesh. You have seen God revealed in me. He was not saying that his flesh was God. He was not saying that he was the Father. He said, when you've seen me, you have seen the Father manifested and revealed and it's now time for God's people to come to the understanding that we are entering into and have entered into that season that God one more time is going to reveal Christ in us. Colossians 1 I believe is 26 and 27 says that it is Christ in you the hope of glory. It is not that you've received the Holy Ghost and you've got a little talking tongue. It's not that you've got Jesus in your heart. That's not what he's talking about. He said Christ in you. The power, the authority, the dominion, the mind, the nature, the characteristics of the very resurrected Christ being revealed and coming forth in your mortal flesh. He said in one place we are flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. In other words, we are being being made uh, one with him. That is his divine will that we uh, should be made one with him. Read John 17. Uh, That's what he said in that 17th chapter uh, that it is the will of the it is God's will uh, for us to become one with him even as he uh, and the Father are also one. Jesus prayed, Father uh, make them one with us uh, even as 
these you and I are also one. He said in several different places in the Gospel of John, I and my Father are one. They're one Spirit. One Spirit. There's only one Spirit of God. Are you hearing me that dwells and lives in man, and that is uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, not the Holy Ghost that worked throughout the Bible, uh, but Jesus became the Christ. Uh, and the the Spirit uh, now that He is sending back to man is uh, the Spirit of the resurrected Christ. It's not tongues. If any of you uh, would ever get over the fact and realize uh, that tongues uh, is not all there is to the Holy Ghost, uh, the Holy Ghost is the nature, it is the mind, it is the characteristics of the resurrected Christ. That's the reason he said it is expedient, it is necessary that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, cannot come. But if I go away, he will come to you. Why did he say that? Because he knew that he was being transformed into the Christ just like we uh, are being transformed uh, into the kingdom of his dear son we are being transformed into the power the authority uh, the dominion uh, of the very son of God living uh, in our mortal flesh we are being translated out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light it's not something uh, that just automatically happens uh, is not something just automatically steps on the scene, but it is a process, uh, just like it was a process in the beginning uh, when God spoke and said, let there be light. Uh, then over a period of the next 6,000 years, uh, which is six days to us for a thousand years with the Lord, uh, this is one day unto us, so God, uh, over this period of creation, prepared uh, a place for man to dwell. Well, uh, and then he uh, created all things, uh, but on that seventh day, that res- uh, that that creative power of God entered into man and dwelled in him uh, in the fullness. God created man uh, and gave him dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, uh, and over everything that creepeth upon the earth. And on that seventh day, uh, that fullness of that power that God uh, had used to create all things on the earth to create man, uh, and God uh, entered into man uh, in that measure, in that portion, uh, and he gave him power over all his creation. Man is not there now. Man is not where God created him. Man is not in the position or in the place where God created him. And this is what the ministry of reconciliation that is in Second Corinthians 5, I believe it starts about verse 17 and goes uh, through the last verse, which is verse 21. It talks about that Jesus was giving the, given the ministry of reconciliation uh, and that God was in Christ. Uh, he was manifest. He was revealed. He was brought forth uh, in Christ. Uh, are you hearing me? Uh, he was in Christ uh, uh, to restore uh, a reconciled man unto himself. That's what he was there for. 
He was there to reconcile man unto himself. And I'm looking for a scripture now. Give me, give me just a minute. I believe it's in Second Timothy. Let me see. Uh, three. I'm sorry, it's not Second Timothy. It's First Timothy. Uh, three. And if I remember my scripture right, it's the very last scripture. In Second Timothy three, and it says, "Without controversy, you don't, you don't, you don't get in arguments about this. There's no controversy with this, because Paul said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested, or manifest in the flesh. He didn't say he was incarnate. There's a difference between manifest and incarnate." God was not incarnate. Some preachers over the years has preached uh, that Jesus was God incarnate. That's not what the Word says. The Word says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels. What did they see? They saw His actions. They saw His works. Uh, they heard His Word preached because Jesus said, I do nothing save what I see my Father do. And he also says the words that I speak are what my Father speaks to me. So he was manifest in the flesh, justified of the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, uh, believed on in the world, and received up uh, into glory. Uh, then Paul said, uh, you don't talk about this. There's no controversy with this. Is there controversy with this? It's because uh, of spiritual ignorance. Uh, for without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God is now manifest uh, in the flesh. He is manifest. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm going to go back to Colossians, uh, and I'm going to go to the first chapter, what I was quoting uh, to you a while ago, and I am going to read these things to you, and I'll just start with verse 13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness, and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. This is not talking about the physical body of Jesus. Uh, the physical body is just what it was uh, that God let his will be known, that it was his will for his son to be born in a virgin, to be conceived. It doesn't been spoken by the mouth of Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah 9. So, according to what Galatians 4 said, and when the fullness of time was come, or when it was time for God's will to be performed that had been spoken by the by Isaiah the prophet, probably six or seven, eight hundred years beforehand, according to Galatians 4, and when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. He was made of a woman. It was God's will. 
It was God's will. It had already been predestined and foreordained. And when the angel came to Mary, he spoke it to her. It was God's will. The angel spoke the word of the Lord, and the Holy Ghost entered into Mary's womb, and she conceived. She didn't conceive a God. She conceived a baby in her womb that was carried nine months, just like you and I. He was made in the likeness of sinful flesh, according to Romans 8 and 3, according to Hebrews 2. And you start reading in verse 14 and reading on down. He didn't come with the nature of angels, but he came made like me and you. It behooved him uh, to be made like unto the seed of Abraham. He didn't take on him the nature of angels. Uh, in Hebrews earlier in that chapter, it said he was made a little lower than the angels. Everybody wants to put Jesus here that he didn't sin, and I know he didn't sin, but they're saying he couldn't have sinned. I don't agree with that. He was our example. Uh, he came in the likeness of sinful flesh to be an example example for you and I that we can do as he done. We can conquer and overcome sin in the flesh with a measure of the Spirit of God living in us. Well, see, it's now it's different than what Jesus had because what lives in us is a measure of the resurrected Christ, which is already conquered, already overcome, already defeated. Every form of sin, sickness, and disease, it has defeated every demon. It has defeated every force of hell that can take you down. The only way that you can mess up is if you give over to the workings of Satan because Satan has been destroyed. He has been destroyed. And that's what the word says in 1 John 3 and 8. He that sinneth is of the devil for this devil sinneth from the beginning. And for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil and he came and destroyed the works of the devil. He came and defeated Satan in the midst of hell. He triumphed over him. Took away from him the keys of hell and death that he paid for. He didn't just take them. He earned them. He paid for them. He paid for your sins. His soul became an offering for sin and he paid for your sins. He paid for your transgressions. He prayed for your iniquities. Isaiah 53, and I believe verse 5, he was wounded for our transgressions, uh, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement uh, of our peace was upon him. Uh, therefore, you can live in peace. You can live in health. You can live in joy. You can live in strength. Uh, because it went on and says, with his stripes we uh, are healed, or we were healed. Uh, I, I believe the way Isaiah 53 and 5 says, and in First Peter 2 and 4, uh, it says, with his stripes we were healed. So it's paid for, it's done. Your salvation, your healing, your deliverance, the reconciliation, the restoration, the way has been made to bring you back to God. And we struggle down here just to stay saved, just to try and keep victory. And that's because a weak, watered down, I'm sorry, putrefied gospel has been preached and Believers are not being told they are victorious. Jesus rose from the grave, victory, with victory over death, hell, and the grave. He had conquered sin in the flesh. He became Christ. He became the Christ. Are you hearing me? 
read Acts 2.36. This Jesus uh, whom you uh, have crucified has become both Lord uh, and Christ. He's become it all. So, we have to stop and examine the Word. I don't care what you've been taught. I do not care what man has taught. I will say it and say it and say it. It doesn't matter what man has taught. It matters what the Word says. What the Word of God says is what matters. Man's theories, man's doctrine, man's theology, which is a theory of religion, it doesn't matter because that's not going to stand. But the Word of God will stand forever. Once this world is consumed and burn up, the Word of God will still be standing. This is Brother Metter. I thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to encourage you to go to our website, mansentfromgod.org. There you will find uh, recordings uh, for, for our New Testament church at LJ for the Word of Faith Deliverance Tabernacle in Fort Payne, Alabama, and for World Revivals. Go to the World Revivals heading, and I'm sorry, we are out of time. Uh, go to the World Revivals heading and find August 25th of this year, and listen. May God bless.